Everyone says you need a blog, but it's not that easy. In this episode, we reveal the truth about blogging. Now introducing my mum, Vina V. I love you, mummy. Hi, beautiful. I'm Vina, and welcome to the 13th episode of the Mum to Millionaire podcast. Today on the show, we have got the owner of SlummySingleMummy.com. She's got two beautiful girls, uh, 19 and 12. And in her own words, she is the best mummy blogger in the TA1 postal code area. It is Joe. Yay. (laughs) Welcome to the show, Joe. Thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you for having me. Um, and I can't wait because there are so many kind of mummy blogs. You might hate me for saying mummy blogs, um, but there's a lot of kind of mummy blogs out there and just blogs in general. But what I love about Joe's blog is that she's so consistent with her kind of her personality and just the way she is across her blog posts, across her social media. And... The reason why Joe stands out to me is because she's funny and she just says it how it is. I've read so many of her posts where she literally does not give a beep and she just kind of (laughs) says it as it is. And that's what I love about your blog. Was that kind of like a conscious decision? Were you a bit scared at first to kind of say what you think? Were you just like, do you know what? This is my blog. I'm going to do it my way. Do you know, I think... A lot of it is just laziness. I um, <laughs> I can't bother to like filter my thoughts. That would like be a whole editing process that I just don't have the time for. So a lot of people who read my blog say that it sounds very much like me talking. So yeah. they would probably recognise it as me, if even if they didn't know it was me that had written it, because I just tend to type thoughts as they come into my head and that means that often they have quite a nice chatty style to them but yeah yeah, there isn't very much of a filter so it it wasn't really a conscious thing but I've not consciously tried to moderate it if that makes sense (laughs) do you know that is the best answer someone has ever given to me like (laughs) I just can't be bothered it's just the way it is and I um I think there was recently something you you wrote on your website I think it might have been a month or so ago where you were kind of having a little rant and this is another reason you have your little rants um about was it a PR person or something that had like spelled yeah I've had a couple of those yeah Yeah, this this is quite (laughs) if you are a a, a mum kind of launching her PR business maybe Joe, you should give them some tips I think an obvious tip for them is like know who you're emailing I think people Mm. have they spelt Joe wrong before just not even put your name in the email yeah or just a different name like Sharon or just, <laughs> some, just a random name I do actually is um, deliver training to PR companies and agencies and brands giving them advice on how to approach bloggers because I think there's a common misconception that bloggers are journalists and although a lot of bloggers are very professional about what they do and they write very well it's not the same as being a journalist in that you're not being you're not having your salary paid by a magazine you're not even necessarily obliged to be polite in return like you might be if you work for somebody it's like literally people working at home just trying to make a bit of extra money around family life and so uh, you know the bloggers aren't interested in press releases that are clearly being sent to a thousand people they liked a personal approach they like you to use their name they like you to talk to them about things that are relevant to them and in my case, I like you not to try and get me to write about potty training apps or baby wipes or 
or creams for my stretch marks because really it's too late for that those, those are there to stay there's nothing that anybody's going to do and me. again even if they had simply read your contact page or your hire me page they would realize that you have two children who are older so yes. there's kind of I think bloggers do give a lot of hints as well to kind of the you know how old their children are or it's very quick to kind of it's very easy to go on someone's blog and you can kind of see who they are and where their children are at quite quickly so it doesn't surprise me although to be fair I do do some PR work as well I appreciate that not all blogs make it terribly easy for PR companies to approach them I'm always amazed at the number of blogs that don't do like the really basic things like have an email address that people can contact them on they don't necessarily have an about me page so it's difficult to kind of tell how old their children are yeah immediately so that would be a tip for bloggers if you are interested in working with brands then make your blog as PR friendly as possible I love that. And yeah, this is the reason why we've got Joe here today. We are talking about the truth about blogging and the five things you need to know. Because as a small business, especially, I've seen a lot of advice out there. It's like, yeah, start a blog, get into the whole blogging. But the reason why I really wanted to do this podcast with Joe, especially, is because blogging is not easy. I think everyone makes it as if it's a really easy thing to get lots of followers quickly and get people to buy your products. And mm. It's not. Mom, to millionaire, I empower you to take control, make money. Mom, to millionaire, you can have it all, we won't let you fall. Mom, to millionaire. Let's get into this. What is the truth about blogging, Joe? Okay, well, so I, I was thinking about this and making some notes and came up with about 47 things oh, to okay. include we, we in my We can call this the 47 things you need to narrow it down but I'm sure I'm gonna accidentally say more than five but the first one I think that is really important is to understand your motivations because there are loads of blogs out there and people have a lot of different reasons for wanting to blog in the first place and I think that really is going to affect how you write and what you write and how much time you put into promotions and all of those kinds of things so if you're setting up a blog purely because you want to have somewhere to talk about a hobby or to sound off about stuff, you're not interested in making any money, you're not even particularly bothered who reads it, perhaps it's personal to you, then that is absolutely fine. Okay. And I think if those are your motivations then and you're clear about that, then brilliant. You don't need to worry about followers. You don't need to get tangled up in <laughs> league tables or stats or stress yourself out about any of that you can just accept your blog for what it is brilliant and you, you don't need to tip. listen to this podcast got a millionaire matchmaker there's like loads of better ways to spend your time um however on the flip side if you're still listening um there are a lot of people who actually do want to make money out of their blog and there's a it's a slightly kind of british reserve i think when it comes to admitting that you know, I'm actually, yes, I'm setting up this blog and I would quite like to make some cash from it. And actually, that's fine. And if that's what you want to do, you're allowed to be honest about that. You don't have to kind of play up to this. I see a lot of people online who, when you start to talk about blogging, they get quite precious about it. Oh, well, I blog purely for about things that matter to me. I don't care how many readers I have. And, and that's great. But actually, if you are 
wanting to make money out of it. You do need to care yeah. about how many readers you have, and that's all right. Um, that's okay. So I think just being really clear from the outset about what you want to get out of your blog is just really important. And you might want to write it down, have a little brainstorm. You know, what would you like your blog to look like a year from now or five years from now or 10 years from now? How much money do you want to make from it if you want to make money? Do you want to get free stuff? Do you want to be able to go on trips? Do you want to learn how to take great photos? All It's really important yeah. to just like setting up a business and knowing what your aims are. So say if someone did have, I don't know, like a, a, a typical business like a mum's just opened up, I don't know, a cake shop, for example. But she's yeah. like, do you know what? Everyone's telling me to start a blog on my website. I've got a blog page on my website now. What would be maybe her reason then to starting that blog? Is it to pr- primarily kind of drive traffic to her shop? Or what would be your kind of direction with that I mean it is I know it's a very broad kind of thing it's different with every single person but for me I'm guessing you know if someone's got a cake shop they've got a blog they would want to maybe put their a recipe on there and share it with their customers and get them back to kind of buying their products yeah I think really a few really good reasons why you would have a blog as part of a business website so um yeah like you say one traffic is a really key thing so quite often if you got just a bog standard uh, website maybe you're selling something uh, maybe you've got a whole load of products or a shop of some kind that's great but it's difficult with that kind of structure to be regularly adding new and interesting content Mm -hmm. so a blog just gives you the space to do that so whether it's once a week a few times a week a few times a month it's an opportunity to add fresh content to your site makes it more attractive to google you can load it with all of your keywords you can use it to improve your search engine rankings and generally help to drive traffic to your website that way. It's also really useful because it gives you something to talk about online. So if you are on Twitter or Facebook or any of the other social channels, as well, obviously, as sharing uh, the people stuff and chatting to people, it gives you something to share of your own that isn't just direct selling. Yeah. So if you own a cake shop and you've put together a post, you know, um, the my five favorite bakeware brands or something and you've got lovely pictures of all your favorite tins you've got something that's really useful and interesting that you can share with people who may not be your customers but once they've started reading your stuff and seen that you're an interesting source of information they might become your customers um i think it can be quite nice as well as a way of creating a personal side to your business Mm -hmm. Because basically people buy from people. Yeah. And so a, a blog can be a way to show that personal side of your brand, to kind of show a bit more of yourself, something a bit less corporate maybe, um, as a way to kind of connect with people, um, start discussions, start conversations. I, I love that. I think that's a really important reason, actually, because sometimes we might see a, a brand like, I don't know, McDonald's. I don't know why I chose that as the worst brand mm. ever to eat. <laughs> Um, but we don't know, obviously, the person behind that. So if, you know, they did have a blog, you'd be like, oh, no, they are an actual normal human being. And they look quite yeah. nice. I'm going to go and check <laughs> out their cakes or whatever it is. So, no, I'm really yeah. glad you brought that up. And for your site, I mean, what is the optimum amount of times to blog per week? I think that just really depends. Um, I actually recently did my 1,000th blog post. 
Um, it was a congratulations, <laughs> and it happened to be about the same time as my five-year anniversary. So I think that worked out at about two hundred posts a year, so around three or four posts a week. Wow! And to me, that is a kind of manageable amount to have yeah. to write. I don't feel it's kind of overwhelming people, but it's enough that I'm kind of regularly posting new stuff and keeping people interested. Yeah. Um, but it varies as well massively. So sometimes I might go a week and post nothing, and other times I might have three or four things go out over a couple of days. Okay. So it really just depends. There's no kind of set rule. Everyone should just do what is kind of manageable to them, really. I think it's like any kind of marketing is all about testing so you have a go at something. If it works well, you do more of it. If it doesn't work well, you try something different. So if you're posting every single day and you're finding that actually lots of people have unsubscribed or people are you know, coming back and saying this is too much, then turn it down a bit. Likewise, if you're only posting once a week and you're getting people saying, oh, I can't wait, I can't wait, you know, why don't you post more often? And then uh, post more often. <laughs> Hello. But, there's, <laughs> but there's no rules. Yeah. So, so it just depends. Like I think is with every business thing I always say, it's all about trial and error. You try something, yeah. if it doesn't work, you tweak it and try something else. So Absolutely. I've got a bit of a motto, um, which is ready, fire, aim. So Ooh, this I think is a, a new lot one. People, yeah. yeah. Haven't heard of this one before. <laughs> <laughs> Write it down, turn it into a little infographic. I think I will. <laughs> Stick it up on Pinterest, Bob's your uncle. Um, so um I meet a lot of people who, for whatever reason, really want to start a blog, but just haven't. They say, oh, I don't know you know, how to get started. I wouldn't know which platform to use. I wouldn't know what to write about. And I say to them, just start. Yeah. And then once you've started, you can have a go. You can see what happens, stuff that works well. You can you know, grow on. You can build up upon that. But you have to just kind of start sometimes. Otherwise, you end up sort of paralyzed by all of the planning and actually never get around to giving it a go so yeah that's my motto ready fire aim I love that I think that's great I think we'll nick that from you <laughs> yeah go for it and what would you say is another thing we kind of need to know another another truth that people just don't realize my second thing which is something you touched on earlier um and I'm pleased you did because that means that I'm going along the right lines is that there are so many blogs out there of all different kinds and it can feel impossible to stand out. And and so you have to discover something about yourself that's special and you have to stick with that and you have to not compromise it. And I like to think that mine is my tone of voice. Yeah. So I'm glad you said that <laughs> about my tone of voice because I don't take brilliant photos. I'm not a great chef. I don't you know I, I don't kind of have any sort of niche or specialism other than that consistent way of writing yeah. that yeah. people seem to like and come back for so it's okay if the only thing that you feel makes you special is the way you write because it's a blog and that's what it's about but whatever it is that you discover is your thing you need to stick with that and not compromise it so if you you know, if you find that the tone of voice is the thing that you think makes you stand out and somebody comes to you and says, I've got um, this great money-making opportunity for you. I want to write a series of guest posts for your blog. I'll pay you this much. 
it's just not going to work for you because if somebody else starts writing your content it's completely yeah just not going to fit with your blog and I think a lot of people kind of get to that point of they're starting to be approached by brands or SEO agencies or whatever it might be and you know they start accepting guest content and guest posts and it just dilutes the quality yeah and that's not to say you can't still make money from those opportunities because I still have a lot of sponsored content on my blog but rather than have somebody else write it for me I would always say well I want to write that myself because I want it to fit with the tone yeah. of voice blog. and do you kind of come go back to those the, the, those big companies or PR agencies and say yes I do it but like you said I'm gonna write it how I want to write it have you ever had a company then that said oh actually no <laughs> like we will write it ourselves we don't trust you to... we don't want your crap um <laughs> no okay <laughs> I haven't um but have you have you always been quite clear with them and say, look, you this is my style, as you can see. I'm gonna I mean, as a blogger, you I really feel that you do have to be transparent. So you're not gonna obviously lie to your readers and say, Oh, this these cool hair I haven't got hair extensions, but these amazing <laughs> hair extensions are so amazing. And even if you didn't like them, you would obviously still what what I'm trying to get is you would still obviously tell the PR company that look, I'm gonna write the content myself, but it's going to be the truth of what I feel about your product or whatever the... the... Yeah, and I think any PR company worth their salt who's approaching me in the first place, hopefully, is approaching me because they like the style of my blog and they like my tone of voice and that they feel it fits with their brand. And if they don't feel those things, then they shouldn't have approached me in the first place, really. They're not doing their job very well. Yeah. Um, And I think any content or promotion that you do on behalf of a brand is so much more it fits with your blog if it's natural and authentic and honest because that's why people read blogs because they want honest opinions about things what I was trying to get it as well as I want to make people aware like don't kind of sell yourself out so going back to your first point of like having a kind of clear message as well like why you're starting your blog in the first place don't I think it can be quite easy I don't know if this is how you how you felt kind of the first PR company or or another blogger or any anyone that contacted you and you were like yes someone's read my blog they want me to do this I mean is it easy to kind of get pushed into different areas sometimes if you're not clear in the first place yeah absolutely and getting free stuff is really exciting like who doesn't like a parcel (laughs) (laughs) whatever's in it and I've I've said yes no well you you laugh but no I haven't had any pegs but I I've certainly had some really not very exciting things but the very fact that they're free for some reason and they come in a parcel that you have to unwrap um so I've been sent things like a single jar of coffee or a really like crap tube of hand cream or I did a post even quite recently and I'm I I felt ridiculous afterwards and a complete sucker somebody (laughs) offered to send me an exclusive goodie bag so I thought, yeah, that's yes, exclusive. <laughs> exclusive, absolutely, count me in. And they sent it, and I am not kidding you, it had in it four paper plates, four paper cups, and a pack of cards. And it wasn't even like oh, just no. a regular pack of cards. It was pirate snap. And there's just and it wasn't exclusive in the, or in any way. And I 
and I'd fallen for it. And I, so <laughs> I even years I later, <laughs> I did. I thought, wow, Do you know what? I'm so, in the post. I'm so happy that you mentioned that because, again, a lot of people wouldn't have mentioned that story. So thank you for making, you know, other maybe newer <laughs> bloggers, like you can still fall into oh. that trap even five years on, Joey is now. And a lot, she's got thousands yep. of people on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, you know, she she still fell into it. So if Joey can yeah. do it, anyone can. And actually, I don't want to kind of trivialise anything because for some people actually getting a jar of coffee might be fine that might and everybody has to start somewhere don't they and you have to if you want to work on bigger projects with bigger brands you have to be able to demonstrate that you can write a review well and that you can be creative with a product that you aren't just going to take a picture of the jar of coffee and say this was nice coffee uh, because that's <laughs> that's not very interesting and so nobody is going to expect you to like leap in with a thousand pound contract with yeah. you know benefit cosmetics or something you everybody has to start at the bottom and work their way up so there's no shame in exactly you know reviewing a tube of hand cream at, at the beginning because that's what you're doing to prove your worth isn't it and yeah. build up your following I'm glad you said that as well because people a newer blogger might have thought hold on I just got some stickers sent like shall I not <laughs> review it now or what shall I do but I think the whole point here is just always stay clear to yourself and just you know just stay true to your blog as well at the end of the day and you can say no to people if you are getting a a free pot of coffee you don't have to review it no one they're not going to hate you and put you on the blacklist of bloggers and say oh she didn't well I hope there's no such thing as that is there I don't know (laughs) there might be (laughs) I hope (laughs) not you're you're polite about it I think it's fine like how dare you insult me with this jar of coffee, you absolute loser. Get you know, never contact me again. You can just say, No, thank you. That's that's all right. Yeah. And also it comes back to the point of understanding your motivations mm-hmm. because it might be that your aim is to write honest reviews about beverages, in which case like your readers are going to be really interested in your thoughts on a particular brand of coffee. Exactly. So as long as you think about, you know, always coming back to that at as well. Yeah. I love that. See, we're covering, we're covering all points there. Every single opinion that you have, we've just covered it in that one point. <laughs> um, so what would be your kind of third thing then that people need to know? Okay. So number two was that you had to have some kind of USP and write really well. Because um, obviously, like, great content mm-hmm. is ultimately the thing. But my point number three is that it's not enough just to write really well. Okay. So... You have the most amazing blog in the whole world and your writing might just be fascinating. But if nobody knows that you're there, nobody's going to read it and then you'll never get anywhere. So point number three is that you need to have the confidence to blow your own trumpet. And this is something that I think a lot of people feel quite uncomfortable about to start with. We're naturally quite reserved aren't we and shy and we we don't really want to tell people like yeah we've got a blog (laughs) you can read this it's probably terrible so you know please don't read it don't want to so you have to think of yourself as a brand and you have to be prepared to really put yourself out there and attract readers and there's loads of ways to do this so I thought of a few to get people started so you should Write really good stuff. I'm just going to say that one again because that's really important. Um, Use images wherever you can, original images, stuff that you've taken yourself, um, stuff that is a decent quality. Don't take like a blurred 
yeah. picture of anything. I worked with somebody recently and they had on behalf of a brand and I had asked a blogger to put together a recipe post and they had done a recipe for spaghetti bolognese and I'm not kidding them photo they took of the spaghetti bolognese was so dreadful it just looked like someone had thrown up in a bowl and they had taken this blurry close-up picture of it and it was disgusting and don't do that oh that's a tip that that is bad and I think what Joe means as well by quality is like you can take beautiful pictures on your iPhone you don't need to go out and buy a, oh, yeah. a thousand pound camera uh, iPhones no, or any phone are, are really great now aren't they to just take pictures yeah. Just keep like some really basic principles in mind. So for ages, when I took pictures of things, I would always try and put the thing I was taking the picture of in the middle. And then somebody said, oh, yeah, you're not supposed to do that. There's a thing called the rule of thirds. And so I started moving my camera so that everything was just off into like one third instead to the side and it looks so much more professional straight away. I never knew that so if you're taking a picture of an apple on a table yeah so what just how what do you mean so how would you take like don't so my instinct is to get like the child whatever it is it in the middle of the photo so that they're you know face in the middle don't do that so just like move your camera a little bit so that their face is maybe in the right hand third of the picture instead oh okay I get it so the I'm probably like really I, over, <laughs> oversimplifying things and photographers everywhere are going to be shouting at me no you fools it's wrong. but just like little things like that or using um using use some of the filters on your phone yeah. if you want to or use like software where they've got like a one touch auto correction and mm. it will just make your photo look yeah a little bit better light is really important so don't do any food photography after dark where all you've got on is like a lamp in the kitchen try and have stuff in lots of natural light I don't really know anything about photography though so don't <laughs> do any of these tips just, do not again just stop listening to the podcast <laughs> no these are so, Joe is laughing but I actually think these are great tips because sometimes people they you know sometimes you just don't understand you might be excited you're like oh I've just started a blog for my company and you just get something out there but it is easy to take a picture on your iPhone you don't have to be a photographer like Joe said you can even on Instagram they have all those built-in filters just slap a filter on mm. and it looks so much more better than might you want uh, might you want yeah. there than um what you would have taken again lighting you don't have to be an expert on lighting just make sure the picture is lit don't be in a dark room where yeah and I think as well you can if you read other blogs or you go on Pinterest and or anything like that you look at the pictures that you like and just take a minute to think about how they've been put together so where is where in the picture is the object that's the focus Mm -hmm. what's in the background what colors have they put together just even stuff like that can be really useful um reading other people's blogs and leaving comments on them is a really nice way to get involved in your blogging community and to get people noticing you and aware of you and also if you've gone and left a comment on, a, on someone else's blog you know there's a chance that they might feel obliged to come back and at least yeah. have a read if not leave a comment on yours um so yeah what was I saying oh yeah ways to get your stuff noticed so social media talking about twitter yeah. is a really important tool for a lot of bloggers um and I use it loads and it's a great source of traffic for me. Pinterest is a great source of traffic for bloggers who are very 
visual mm-hmm. who are doing things like crafts or food or interiors um the stuff that lends itself very well to photography again it's trial and error really it's experimenting yeah. with different yeah. platforms and seeing uh, which works best for you um, I use quite a lot of social media tools as well like external externally to Twitter to help kind of schedule and um, monitor content so I use a program called Buffer app for mm-hmm. scheduling and some analytics and I use another one called Crowdfire which used to be called Just Unfollow which is really good for um for like seeing who's following you who's not following you back uh looking at who's following people who are similar to you so you can it can be a good tool to help you grow your following on twitter okay so that's a good one lovely i like and i think another tool that i use that's similar to buffer is called hootsuite oh yeah i like hootsuite yeah the thing i don't like about hootsuite for scheduling is if you add a picture then when the tweet is published the picture shows as a link rather than as a full image and I don't oh, like that okay okay that's Buffer good. app doesn't do that <laughs> <laughs> well I like Hootsuite uh, better <laughs> um but yeah just as Joe said there just kind of getting to a I think it is important to kind of have an external tool because otherwise you'll just be all day on Twitter kind of, hey, this is my new blog post or yeah, let me talk to this blogger. And I think it's quite, I think I've mentioned in quite a lot of episodes now is like schedule time to do your social media and use uh, external to like uh, tools. So Joe uses Buffer, I use Hootsuite. Again, there's other tools available. Just go and see what fits for you and your business really. Yeah. I think the last thing I want to say about getting your content noticed is the importance of um, headlines and I think a lot of people kind of put their blog title as a bit of an afterthought you know they write the whole post and oh god I've got to call it something what should I call it and it's something really uninspiring you know it kind of says what it does but it's it's perhaps not the most creative of things and this is totally the wrong way around to do things because the title and the headline are the only bit that most people will ever see. So mm-hmm. if you think about how you read the newspaper, I know if I ever buy a newspaper, I read the headlines and then I turn the page and I read the headlines and I turn the page. And it's very rare that I will read an article all the way through. And I read something recently that said actually that 80% of people only ever read headlines. Wow, and if you that think, is a big percentage. Yeah. <laughs> you think... No, you, you think about how much time you spend on the blog post compared to how much time you spend writing a title. And actually, it should be the majority of your time, if you think about it that way, should be going into the title, yeah. you know, the, because that is going to make such a massive amount of difference. And you also, when people are sharing your blog through Twitter or Facebook or whatever, however they might be sharing it, the headline often is the bit that automatically, by default, becomes the tweet. Okay. or the status subject is going to work well on social as well so if you think of something like buzzfeed or mashable and you think about their headlines you know like 27 reasons why you know living in london is better than living in paris it's they're very specific the numbers in them you know you only have to look at sites like that to get an idea yeah. for the kind of things that people click it click on or just spend a few minutes scrolling through your twitter feed mm-hmm. and seeing what stuff stands out to you what kind of headlines make you think oh actually I want to click on that 
One one thing I don't like about all that kind of because I do it obviously as well and Mum to Millionaire. So like the numbers you said, kind of a shorter title. Like this episode is called The Truth About Blogging because this is <laughs> the truth about blogging. Yeah. But hopefully that will get people to click on. Um, but the thing I don't like, and I can't remember what site it was from. I think it might have been one of those, you know, viral Nova, whatever one of those sites. I think it was like the ten things that you never knew your iPhone did. And I was like, wow, I've got an iPhone. Let me click on that. I knew all of the ten things and they're really obvious <laughs> things like did you know your iphone can take a picture and i just felt deceived by cool. this company <laughs> yeah so okay don't we be have deceitful. to actually do what you say in the title it can't be 27 ways in which you'll be as successful as justin timberlake and then that you know you've got you've got to be honest as well yeah <laughs> okay so what is your fit, uh, fourth way fourth thing we need fourth, to say. okay uh, all right I'm gonna go with this one so my fourth thing is a uh is about professionalism mm-hmm. so we've kind of touched on it a little bit in various contexts but I think it's it's not necessarily something that people think about when they first start blogging especially if they start the it evolves into something else and you know they're making a bit of money and perhaps they've not thought that side of the things through but I think it's so important if you want your blog to be a business for you is to be professional in everything you do so that means thinking about things like tax Um, if you're making money from your blog you need to register as self-employed you need to keep financial records you need to um declare all of your income and that includes anything that you're sent as a payment that maybe isn't cash so if a brand says to you we'd love you to yeah so if if somebody says we'd love you to write about this um you know event that we've got coming up uh, as a thank you we're going to send you 50 pounds of john lewis vouchers you know lovely that's payment for that post so it might not be cash into your bank but Ah. you have given yeah. that 50 pounds in vouchers you know to yeah. in order to promote their event so you have to be so careful about you know stuff that you're sent and whether that whether it's something that you need to declare for tax purposes okay. and it is a bit complex it's not always cut and dry so if you're being sent a product and it's purely you know for the purposes of doing a review the product itself isn't compensation for anything um then that's slightly different but you do have to just be careful and be aware of it because okay. ignorance is never an excuse it's not the thing <laughs> especially now there's this whole kind of um all these new tax laws are coming into place i think one last year in the uk i don't know if this is around the world but if you sell online courses or ebooks now you have to be uh, don't quote me i don't know the exact terminology but you have to be like that uh, vat registered now so if you are making any money some of that has to be VAT. So look into that again. I'm not going to give you the whole because yeah. I, I don't know myself. But yeah, just be careful, as Joe said, mm-hmm. about all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So we don't get there's, into trouble. There's the other, the, another side to the professionalism thing is the, it, it's going back to our kind of talk about transparency and honesty. And the same rules around advertising apply to blogs as they do to any kind of 
media, newspapers or magazines, anything like that. So when you're reading a magazine and you see at the top of the page, it says advertisement feature and they've got a whole page about shampoo, you know, and it's written in an editorial style, but you know that they've been clear that they've been paid to publish that. If you are being paid to talk about a brand or a product or a service, you have to be honest with your readers about that. So you have to make it clear somewhere in the post that you have been paid. So some people will just say, you know, disclosure, this is a sponsored post. Um, I've been sent this product for the purposes of review. However you want to phrase it. Um, So that's very important. And there are a lot of SEO companies particularly who will try and uh, avoid that wherever they can. So I have had um, agencies who've offered me a fee to write about a product and include a link to something and then they've said oh if we gave you an extra 20 pounds could you just leave off the disclosure please and I say no because that's a bribe to break the law <laughs> and I'm not going to do that so get lost um, but you but don't really go back to bloggers. professionalism you, do. you don't you don't write get lost though to them, <laughs> to make that clear. <laughs> no I don't but I would say I, I did I do say no because this is a bribe and um, I will be breaking the law Okay. unfortunately sorry. there are a lot of bloggers who sorry yeah, going go back on. to that whole I keep going back to the cake example cake example if, if a mum has got a cake shop on her blog she's written a blog post and um she got I don't know sugar, free sugar sent from a sugar company what exactly would she need to write in there is it just a simple mm. line at the bottom saying the sugar I used in this recipe was from this company and that's it is that kind of she doesn't need to I think it, the it's it's slightly less clear when it comes to sort of products that you might have received in return for a review or for the purposes of a review if you're not actually receiving compensation to write something personally because I want my readers to know exactly what's happening and because I want them to trust me um, I t- I disclose everything so if I um, sent a product to review I will say at the bottom I was sent this product for the purposes of review all of my opinions on my own um, and you know and it's it's clear then and then not only do your readers trust you brands reading your blog will know that you are always honest and upfront okay cool and uh, your fifth thing that we need to know okay so my final one is another quote because you seem to like that earlier with the whole ready to fire aim thing. So I'm going to throw this one in. <coughs> so this quote is, comparison is the thief of joy. Oh, the, oh so let everyone this, take a minute to just yes. for that to sink in. Sink in. You just have some thoughts around that. This, this really does strike. <laughs> and I a, think. Ever since I was young, I've always compared myself to other people. And it's been a waste of my time for many mm-hmm. years. Only last year, it has, it has. I, I had an epiphany <laughs> and I was like, why am I? Do you know what? Another thing with the whole blogging thing as well. When I had my pregnancy and parenting blog, I would go on every other person's blog and waste time. Well, no, it started off as an innocent thing of me just seeing, oh, what they're doing, get some inspiration. But then it turned into this thing. I was like, how are they doing this? How do they have this many followers? How have they got this brand? Mm -hmm. And all that time I was doing that, I wasn't spending time on my blog. So... This, I'm yep. so glad you've brought this up as the fifth thing because you can fall into a massive trap here. Trap here, and, and I, I did it. So, yeah, yeah. I think it applies to life generally, 
but it's very relevant to blogging because there's so there can be quite a sort of playground feel to you know you put any group of people together and there's always going to be you know cliques or people who don't like other people and you know that's true of any aspect of life and it's true online in online communities and it's true in blogging communities and if you waste your time getting drawn into comparing yourself with others or thinking why did they get that opportunity and I didn't how have they got you know twice as many Instagram followers as me you're you're never going to be happy you're never going to be satisfied you know you have to take your attention away from all of that and concentrate on your own stuff and I think there's it's very easy in the particularly in the parent blogging world you know there are there are rankings and there are you know people getting obsessed about where they are in particular leaderboards and actually it doesn't matter because yeah. I, you know I've never been number one in any leaderboard and brands still want to work with me yeah. because I don't get drawn into the politics and I am always polite and neutral with people online I'm not controversial I write well and I concentrate on that yeah and I really try hard not to get drawn into any of the other stuff. I think it's good. That was a little bit of a rant, wasn't it? I know. Well, you do have a section <laughs> on your website. I went a bit serious <laughs> there. Yeah. But it's going back to that whole point again of having a clear message. Why are you doing it in the first place? And I was talking to someone yeah. literally today about this. I was, um, she was saying, as another mum, and she was going, oh, you know, I've only got like 500 followers. And I was like, okay, I think I really need to say this because so many people now, the way the world is, we are obsessed with numbers and how many followers we had. And I said, look, I would rather have 500 really engaged followers who are retweeting me, buying my products, rather than mm-hmm. 10,000 followers who do nothing. So I think people really yeah, need to absolutely. kind of get back to that as well. I mean, don't get me wrong, it looks fantastic to big brands and people if you do have, you know, 100,000 followers. But I think for yourself, mm. I mean, because we are, you know, that is your business, your blog. If we, if you want to be yeah. a blogger, that is your business. For your business, if it is your plan, going back again to Joe's first point, if it is your plan to sell products, sell ebooks, sell whatever services it is, don't get caught up in the whole numbers games either. And like Joe said, don't get caught up in rankings. Who who cares? Yeah, nobody cares. <laughs> nobody, really Let's all just cares. go home right now. <laughs> Yeah, switch off. can't believe you're still listening. <laughs> Don't, please never switch off to this podcast. I'm, like, Joe's turn. I'm getting into this playground behaviour now. Joe's like, yeah, switch off, switch off the podcast. Let's go do some skipping instead. <laughs> I think it's a, it's a valuable lesson for all aspects of life, really. Because like you say, it's, we all compare ourselves to other people in everything that we do. And ultimately, it doesn't make any difference to our lives or theirs. Because everybody else is so busy comparing themselves to you. <laughs> it's just like a, a pointless waste. <laughs> it's like I, I'm, I'm obsessed right now with Joe's face. I know this is a podcast, but you, you, you can't see this. Like, I'm thinking, how is she looking so beautiful when she has no makeup on? Now I'm comparing myself. I'm like, well, how is she doing that? I don't know. 
Yes. Whereas I'm sat here thinking, oh God, I've not put any makeup on. Is the light from the window too bright? Is my nose shiny? Do I keep moving my hands in front of my face? You see? And it's neither of us need to worry at all. Exactly. We both have the inner beauty shining out of us. That's the main message for (laughs) today. Exactly. Um, Thank you so much. Literally shining out of my (laughs) nose. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. This is the reason why I wanted you on because I knew you would just say it how it is and just tell the truth on so many different aspects. So thank you. <laughs> One last thing before you go, Joe. Um, what out of all these great yeah. five tips that you, that you've given, what would you say? What is one baby step a mum can take right now after listening to this podcast? Either maybe they want to start their blog or just improve their blog. What kind of one thing? would you say to them okay well if they haven't started yet the one thing would be start yeah um if they've already started but are floundering perhaps a little bit I would say just sit down for half an hour with a cup of tea and a jaff cake if you fancy one and a pen and a paper and just think about what you want your blog to be uh, where you want it to be in the future and what aspects of it are important to you because that will drive everything else that you do Love it. Yay! <laughs> I want to put all of um, Joe's links to her blog, her Twitter and everything, and also the tools she's meant, anything Joe's mentioned, I'm going to put it over on the blog post so you don't have to worry about thinking, oh, I can't remember any of that. Um, everything is going to be over there, mumtomillionaire.com forward slash episode 13. That's mumtomillionaire.com forward slash episode 13. And please, if you haven't done so already, make sure you subscribe to this podcast. It is on iTunes. You can just search for Mum to Millionaire. Um, a lot of people are listening to this on, on the blog. So I know the podcasting hasn't exploded yet in the UK. Um, so be one of the first pioneers <laughs> and get over on iTunes and subscribe. Um, that would be great. So thank you so much to Joe again for being part of the show. And remember, do it today, not tomorrow. Be confident, (laughs) be brave, be you. Thank you for being part of the Mum to Millionaire journey. Mum to Millionaire, I empower you to take control, make money. Mum to Millionaire, you can have it all, we won't let you fall. Mum to Millionaire. Please like us on facebook.com forward slash Mum to Millionaire. Love you. <laughs> Love you too, mommy.